But 2017 happened. I changed the work. We have not enough income. And my wife saying to me, babe, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh wow, we are in this tiny room. We are surviving once one month. We have no financial background. My baby will come in the world without these kind of financial problems, which I grew up and I am right now. I will make it happen. Hello, my name is Lauren D'Souza, and you're listening to Retain, the Customer Retention Podcast. More and more companies are wanting to focus on retaining customers, but what exactly are the powers of customer retention? And how are companies using it to keep their customers coming back for more? That's what we're here to find out. For today's episode, I'm delighted to be chatting with Anatoly Lebinsky, founder of GSM Growth Agency. GSM Growth Agency is a digital marketing agency that helps e-commerce companies achieve growth. Anatoly's personal journey exemplifies how determination, self-teaching, and resilience can lead to success. He is eager to share his knowledge and experience with others and help them turn their e-commerce vision into a reality. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Lorena, for inviting me here. And really, I'm excited to share as much as possible value from my end. And hopefully it will be a help out at least a couple of people out there who are going to be listening to us. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to our conversation today for sure, because you have such a wide range and diverse background of experiences that have led you to this agency that you're working on today. So I'm excited to dive into more about the agency, more about your background, more about the insights you've learned along the way. But why don't we get started all the way at the beginning and learn more about your background and what got you excited about marketing in the first place? Sure. So regarding my background, I'm in e-commerce since 2017. I'm Ukrainian. I grew up in Ukraine, never been abroad, didn't speak English, had no clue anything about what's happening in other countries. Grow up in the average family. We never been like super poor, but we had financial problems. And I, I started working in 13 year old to help my mom to make some money for myself to go on dates with girlfriends to like buy some phone or whatever. I mean, because my parents were able to help me what what's needed, but whatever I want extra, I had to like make money because parents were not able to provide that always like not enough money, not enough money, sorry, not enough. And I got tired of that. And I promised to myself that I will leave the Ukraine to for better opportunities to go to see how big is the world. I wasn't believing that, but I was really having big passion on it. And 2013, I got opportunities with no English, uh, become a food runner, the person who's going to be cleaning the plates in the restaurant uh, on the dirty plates on the table and bring to the washing area. The person with the master degree in finance, like person who used to work in the bank after that in private sector in the sales having a really great background uh, and experience on the proper markets and the business, I went to clean the dirty plates. Like it's insane, but I was the excited like never before. I mean, it was the most excited moment for me because I never been abroad. The income wasn't that big, but bigger than in Ukraine. And after a couple of years of uh, hustling, I didn't make any money because I was always working for the better opportunities. I was always trying to change the work to get a higher position and so on. So basically I was fighting for the better life and always was failing when my friends were staying on the same place for several years saving money and like become wealthier person i was always broke but with big dreams and i was believing that i'm not staying in hospitality i'm here just because it was the first step i will find out the better work but 2017 happened i changed the work we have not enough income and my wife saying to me babe i'm pregnant and i was like oh wow wow 
We are in this tiny room. We are surviving once one month. We have no financial background after three years at that moment in Dubai, almost four years. We have nothing and she's pregnant. We want that, but we didn't realize how, how serious it is. So if she will pray, she's pregnant, she will lose her job, which is she will lose the insurance. Uh, delivery in Dubai is 25,000 dirhams. I never thought that, that kind mm-hmm. of money in my hands. So it's, it's scared. My wife starts crying, sit down on the couch and start crying. And I was so excited because, wow, it's what I want. She's pregnant. But in the same time, I, I got scared when I have seen her, how she crying. And I said, listen, I will go to the pharmacy and buy another test to double check if everything is correct. So I went out. It's 24th of February, 2017. I went out. Uh, it's hot, plus 35 degrees, sunny. And I'm just stuck on the parking, uh, looking on around, like uh, next to the pharmacy. I cannot go inside of the pharmacy because of like kind of shock. And I'm just shaking like that and like start promising to myself that my baby will come in the world without these kind of financial problems, which I grew up and I am right now. I will make it happen. I promised to myself it was the most serious promise in my life and most scared moment that moment in my life, except the war in Ukraine when we woke up, me and my son, and that was really scared moment in my life. But that moment, I, it was the changing moment for my life. I promised to myself something which is I never done before, and I knew that I will make it happen or I will die. That was really the game-changing moment for me. So I came back, obviously, the second test showed us that she is pregnant, and I made the hardest decision to let her move to Ukraine because I was understanding that I won't be able to handle that financially. In five months, she or five or fifth months of pregnancy, she moved to Ukraine, and I moved to the apartments with seven people, two-bedroom apartments, where there were seven guys living in the same room. I mean, two rooms, seven guys. I was renting the bed space. My bed, it was my office. Kitchen was my office. Guys are cooking and I'm with laptop in like it's smelling food everywhere. Like guys are doing something and I'm just annoying in like a clerk with the laptop sitting trying to find out opportunities. I didn't know about e-commerce. I didn't know anything. And August, middle of August 2017, I found out the book, which is calling Starting from Zero, Fred Lamb. It was a lead magnet. There was nothing specific, but I didn't know what is lead magnet. I didn't know what is e-commerce. And there was the basic information about advertisement and drop shipping. And I like so 180 pages Friday morning. I read like in two hours, even less. I was like, no way. No, come on. <laughs> is it possible? Like, and I'm just like in mobile scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Like, oh my God. It was my aga moment in my life. Like, I was like, oh my God, I will be doing that till end of my life. And like, I promised to myself and journey began. So 29th of September, 2017, my first store launched and I lost everything what we have. I lost everything what I have because I didn't know what I'm doing. I had no clue. Yeah, it was disaster. Fail, 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 fail. I started taking money from my friends. I have no possibilities to give them back. I never had credit card in Dubai. I opened the credit card for $3,000, invested in crypto, lost all the money in a couple of months. God's coming. I saw now I have a loan. Now I have uh, all the savings lost. I saved like around $6,000, everything lost. Nothing is there. And I owe money to my friends. I wasn't able to buy tickets to fly for my wife uh, delivery, baby delivery. So I was as well borrowed money from the friends to go there. And I said to my wife, everything is perfect. Give her $300. Like everything is good, but it's not my money, you know. But this story cannot be long. I mean, January 2018, I understand that I'm screwed up. 
Like I have nothing in my back end. My wife's screaming on me. You have to come back. You're a zombie. You in some sector. Yeah, I don't believe on that stuff. What you're making. It's come. It's come. It's come. Or you're finishing or you, I will divorce on you because you don't care about our baby. You don't want to come back to Ukraine. I'm here alone. And you're like, you lost all our money. Come back to Ukraine. I said, no, because after five years in Dubai, I, I had zero in my pocket. And this is was the moment on the every single hustle where you are having so, so many problems. And usually 99% of people are quitting because there is no way to go move forward. It's, it's stupid to move forward. But my mindset was that I will keep going and I'll find out the solution. And in a matter of a couple of days, I found out the mentor who was usually selling expensive stuff. And he decided to make promotion, group coaching, $47 a month. I will show you how to do it. And I will check to your ad account and we'll guide you through. And I like 47 bucks, ah, 100 dirhams. It's it's funny, 100 dirhams, come on. But I, for me, it was that moment, it's 100 dirhams. So it's a lot, but I will give a shot one more time. So I pay this 100 dirhams, which is 47 bucks, 150 dirhams. And 15 days, first $8,000 in profitable sales. I was insanely shocked. It was my first results. And this is where all the stories begin. I mean, a lot of fails, a lot of wins, fails, wins. And October 2018, first $50,000 with the new business partner. November 150, December something similar. March 2019, 250 a month and so on. Like, I mean, this is how everything actually was changing in my life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. That is quite the story you have there. Well, let me be the first to say that is such a commendable journey you've been on. And wow, honestly, just so inspiring hearing that. So you had this crazy, incredible journey all throughout these past six or seven years, I think is what you said. What got you to the point of now of getting to start the GSM growth agency? What pushed you to start that? How did you begin? And what was the reasoning behind saying, okay, I'm going to start this growth agency. Where do I go next? Back in 2017, when I started my journey, I added myself in the social media. I never managed any social medias for myself. So I started being super viral in the Facebook groups. Like I was sharing all my fails. I was asking questions. I was shocked that people are replying because in Ukraine, there is business owners are closed. And here is online. People are open, ready to share, ready to provide you value. So I was asking questions. I was sharing my journeys and everything what doesn't work for me. And when it starts working, I was sharing that as well. And it is inspired people. People start uh, following me. People start texting me. And back uh, in end of 2018, when I started making 50K and, and more in months, people start asking me, listen, like, because they were already know who I am and they trust me. They were asking me, can you teach me? I was like shocked. I wasn't considering to teach anyone. So, I, but I try one time, second, third time. I'm like, wow, I love it. I want to do mentorship because it's work out. You know, it's work out for people. They just modulate what it's working for me and start working for them. So I started doing mentorship and I was quite exhausted. I was doing that for over a year and was exhausted because I was doing one-on-one, not group coaching, one-on-one. And like I had 35 students, twice a week calls, and I had six days a week fully packed. And on Sundays, instead of resting with my family, I was really on my students' ad accounts and trying to help them out like as a backup. <laughs> So I was giving all my soul, home and heart to help them out. And it's, this is how my mentor done for me in backend. And I was modulating what he's done for his students. I was doing for my students. And because of that, it's worked out well. We made around 2 million for student sales in like less than a year. And after that, I decided, done, I'm exhausted. I have to do something else. And my mentor that time, and he's still working with me, Mark Hager, 
he is not that kind of famous person, but he's an incredible person. And he was teaching me all the way since 2017 till now. He said to me, you have to move to the agency side because so many students were asking, can you manage that for me? Can you manage that for me? Mm-hmm. Like me managing will know. And after that, in 2018, I hired one friend who was interesting about e-commerce and he knew English. I said, listen, let me, if he's Ukrainian as well, let me teach you media buying and we'll see how it goes. So I was teaching him and we got a couple of clients and one of the clients who we got from zero, we scaled in one and a half year to 6.5 millions store from zero. It was mind blowing. That is awesome. Okay. So as you moved to fully commit to the agency side and you started growing the agency as your own business and things like that, I'm sure that you've seen a couple of things. You've seen a rise of a lot of different digital technologies. You've also seen probably a bunch of different strategies around customer retention. And obviously that's the theme of our podcast. So I'm curious to dive into this a little bit more. So over the time that you started building and growing this agency and working with businesses, I'm sure of all different industries, maybe different sizes, different needs and wants for your growth agency. How have you seen that businesses have adapted their customer retention strategies in response to this change in digital technologies that you must have been seeing over the past few years? First of all, e-commerce business, uh, who doesn't know maybe, it's only one business area in our world, in our days, which is only growing consistently, staying growing all the time. There is no fluctuation. It's only up, especially after quarantine happened. So first of all, I'm in the right niche. And it's very important to understand. And the second thing, because of like e-commerce as other businesses has their own pitfalls or their own problems. And one of the problems of e-commerce, the things are changing so fast, so fast. So you have to be able to adapt. That's the thing why in 2020 and 2021, so many e-commerce brands and agencies shut down their doors because the owners were not able to manage adaption. So adapt to the covid adapt to the work on distance, adapting to all the social media changes, algorithms, and so on. Number one thing is need to be able to adapt. This is what I learned for myself. And I understand that this is what will help me to survive. And so when you're working with these businesses, I'm assuming actually you do everything from acquisition to retention to help as a growth agency. But let's say, for example, like ChatGBT or the different changes happening in these technologies, how do you advise your businesses on how to adapt their retention strategies? Because even previously in this show that I've had guests on before, we talk a lot about how businesses focus on their acquisition and then kind of drop off on the retention because they're more focused about the chase of getting the new customers and forgetting about how to keep hold of their current customers. So I'm curious from your point of view and working with your clients, how do you have your businesses adapt to these changes in technologies with their retention strategies? First of all, outstanding is customer service. This is what I learned from all the experience in hospitality. I'm so grateful for the experience in hospitality because I learned there how to sell the storytelling. Like if person is full, you won't be able to sell him dessert. But if you know how to sell, he will take away dessert home because you know how to sell. So I really had incredible teachers there who will help me out to understand the psychology of the human brain, selling the wine for $3,000 to compare to 400 because of like storytelling, how it was made, it, what family was struggling with when they were building that brand. So 
outstanding customer service. It's number one thing, which is will help you out to handle your business and reduce the retention and churn rate on your company. 100% without that, your LTV of the customers is going to be super low all the time. The second thing, which is supposed to be the first one, but for me, it's like on the same level with customer service is the results. You can provide outstanding results, but horrible customer service Nobody wanted to stay with you. You can provide outstanding customer service and horrible results. Nobody will stay with you as well. But if you are balancing it, it will be a perfect sweet spot. Sometimes there is no results, but they see who we are, how we manage, how we speak, what we are doing for them, how we explaining what we are doing for them. We are super open. We are serving them almost 24 by 7. So we are serving them seven days a week. Any kind of question happen, we are there to provide answer. We provide all the explanation of everything that is happening, especially when you're working with clients in e-commerce, they don't see like they spent thousand dollars on ads and they didn't make like anything profitable yet. Can you imagine how hard you just to see how you from your ad account, from yeah. your bank account, thousand dollars disappeared and nothing yeah. came back. And it's not like you bought the t-shirts and you touch the t-shirts and you know, oh, it's inventory. So I know where it's money. (laughs) It's like that. Yeah. This is how I spent all my savings when I didn't know what I'm doing. And I never (laughs) look on that as a burning money. Like some people saying like, oh my God, I'm wasting money. I waste my money. It's not a wasting. It's an investment in your business. And so I'm curious to know too, because a lot of times when we talk about retention on the show and just in general in the nature of the business that we are in with loyalty programs and retention strategies. Obviously, data can play a huge role in leveraging these decisions because I'm sure as an agency, when you're helping these businesses, you're trying to think at what points do we offer this customer service? How do we do these flows? How do we do these journeys? How do you leverage the data that you're seeing with each of these companies that you work with in order to make these decisions about these customer service strategies and as a result of all of that strong retention outcomes. First of all, it will be about e-commerce. Why being upfront and holding customers longer is good for you? It's because we know then if he will stay with us more than two, three months, it means there is going to be results. I mean, mm-hmm. the problem is people are not staying good enough time to finally see the results. And when they stay in good enough time, they see the results, they happy, they understanding all the reasons. But it's not about just to holding customers because 90 days at least in any kind of direction, uh, brand, drop shipping, doesn't matter. It, average 90 days for, before first results. Every single client, we are managing exactly the same. I'm on the backstage always working on the better experience for the customers, on the better strategies, technologies to run the business and run the results for them. So, and my team upfront speaking to the customer and like implementing what I, I just bring into the business. Trainings, everything. We invest in multiple six figures into the team's training to make the product better. And I wonder too, so people listening to this podcast, for example, would be e-commerce business owners, people basically on Shopify running all sorts of businesses. And what's really interesting and I love to do is I like to analyze certain business models and understand how you can apply that to other businesses. Because let's say you explain this whole way of holding and retaining customers, right? Some people might listen to it and say, oh, I'm not sure if that's applicable for me. But actually, as you were explaining that, I was thinking that actually might be very applicable for so many different types of businesses. Because the other thing that I'm thinking about is in this day and age, with all these technologies popping up, so much competition popping up everywhere because it's so easy to enter different industries and start different businesses, et cetera. What is that thing going to be that keeps one business afloat versus another? And This idea is really interesting because if you can offer a different service model or a different way to approach 
working with your customers or retaining them in some way that's different than the typical business, you've probably got something quite interesting there. And so I'm curious to know, it doesn't have to be one of your clients, but what do you think is an example of a company that does a unique business model or a unique retention strategy really, really well? And it could be one that you like, one that you're a customer of, even one of your clients, something like that. An example of what you think is a great company with a retention strategy that's working. Yeah. So for example, you start in brand and e-commerce. You have always created this kind of subscription service business because this is where your evaluation of the company will be higher. So if you were planning to exceed, you will have LTV customers and in the same time, valuable business because there is a database which is monthly paying you some kind of subscription, $9, $10, $100, $10,000. It doesn't matter. The most important, you have an active business running because there is a subscription-based service. And uh, in this case, like if you're a brand owner, you must find out the products which is going to be able to resell to the same customer. Like Gillette, they have these cartridges, which is obviously people need it. So they created cartridges, which is eight shavings, 10 shavings. You must change. They can make it for 20 shares, but they're going to be losing business. Why are they going to yeah. done it? <laughs> the same iPhone, they're making that exactly for one year after that, they're slowing down the performance of the phone and so on, just because they need to exchange. So it's again, subscription based thing because you're going to be exchanging and like the thing is in e-commerce business one of the smart ideas it's a create subscription base if you don't have a product if you don't have a product which is could be resell to the same customer you have to create like kind of vp group so basically it could be in local business it could be in the e-commerce business in commerce it's more scalable but implicable for any single direction of the businesses for example, you selling Nivea products like door to door, let's say. So it's not the best example, but still it's implicable. So you can create a community of, let's say, mm-hmm. 300, 500 people because you have a customer base of people who you're visiting again and again, and again and again. How you can grow that? How you can optimize that? Offer them 999 subscription based service every single month. What do you get? Nivea products with discount, the new things which is coming to Nivea, they will get first. Nobody else will be getting that first. So if it's out, it won't be out of stock. First of all, they are buying, then someone else will buy if there is still in stock. So you're creating a kind of unique possibilities for your VIP customers, having the best products that having them the first one in the line and cheapest because it will be 10, 20% discount up to your margin. And by creating this kind of air subscription, like Amazon Prime, like uh, we are calling that uh, Shopify Prime, which is like they never would buy from you again, for example, but they subscribe for $9.99. Now they have like secret folder in your store mm-hmm. when they log in for special deals, for yeah. number one deals. Plus it's like Facebook or Discord community where you're building a brand, build a community in Discord or Facebook yeah. channel and just add there every single person, first of all, without subscription, add everyone who bought it from you. And then offer them subscription there so they will get the discounted prices and so on. No, I really enjoy it. And I think the combination of what you've spoken about today, starting with your incredible story and talking about pairing the product or service that someone's selling with exceptional customer service and continuing to do so, things like subscribing to an idea or in a community or all these different ways that you help your clients as well in trying to offer very valuable products and services to the community out there all ties back together really well into the idea of customer retention. Because at the end of the day, it's about how do you grow this valuable, loyal, growing community 
of happy customers for each and every business. So I'm sure a lot of people will get a lot of value out of the wonderful and unique insights that you share today. So thank you so much for that. And before I let you go and finish off the episode, we do this one part of the show called the lightning round. So first question in the lightning round, what do you think is the best social media app for marketing? Yeah, I would say like about social media platform, I mean, app, we can call that it's TikTok in our days. It's crucial. I mean, it's really crucial and algorithms updating in the three years they become so famous. And the most important, the algorithms are working in the way to treat you as a marketer. It's insanely cool, insanely great, and insanely profitable. Before it was messy from end of the last year, and now it's became so valuable. So yeah, it's my favorite at the moment. Love that. Okay. Which city would you love to try and sell to people? And how would you market it? <laughs> it's a great question. I would say, thanks God for the last six years, I have been in so many countries and so many cities, so many places that right now I'm staying in Portugal and really enjoy Kashkaish. Like it's a small kind of luxury village. I mean, next to the ocean. And here is so many old people, 45 plus, even 70 plus people who are driving like old school cars, like 1970, 1960s, 1980s, Cabrios or kind of Jeep Cherokee, something like that. It's a, like a basic picture of this kind of place. It's so, so nice, so cool. And the thing is, if I would love to sell the city, advertise the city, I would show the perfect lifestyle if you are a wealthy person. I would sell the idea of the perfect life because listen, I will just tell you the story. I'm living here since August. When we came here for visiting in July 2022, we came on the beach. We were in Lisbon and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure like if we want to stay here. It's nice. It's cool. Like European city. But when we came to Kashkaish, we went to the beach, Gincha Beach, where we just play a sit down next to the ocean. It's wild. And I'm like, this is the place where we have to be. So I think after your GSM growth agency, you should be a travel agent specifically for Catfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? That's awesome. I really like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'll end it on that note because I really enjoyed that. And thank you so much again, Anatoly, for joining me today on the podcast. I appreciate for inviting me, Lauren, and really hoping that it will be helpful. At least some of the advices will help at least a couple of people out there. And I will appreciate, guys, if you will get advice, it will work for you or doesn't work. Just DM me to Econ by Anatoly on Instagram. I always reply in there. And really, it's so warming up my heart when I hear that someone used the advice and it changed something in their life. It's insane how you can impact other people by just saying a couple of sentences. But for someone, it's the most important sentences which they want to hear in particular moment. So that's why I hope it will be helping out at least some of you guys who are listening to us. And I really enjoy it. Thank you so much. Retain the Customer Retention Podcast is brought to you by Gameball. To find out how you can turn visitors and occasional buyers into loyal, lifetime customers, head to Gameball.co. Make sure to subscribe to retain the customer retention podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time.